I'll be speaking on the subject, the victorious youth. The victorious youth. God wants every young person to live a victorious life. I'm sure that's your heart's desire, to live a victorious life. Now, why talk about living a victorious life? It is because this life is full of battles. The life we live in is full of battles. Battles. And there are battles, challenges that youths face today. All kinds of such battles. I'll be highlighting some of them in a moment. But it is abundantly clear in scripture that we are living in a world of battles. Psalm 74, for example, verse 20, Psalm 74 and verse 20, have respect to the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the haunts of cruelty. The world we live in is full of cruelties. And that is not to make us be afraid, but to alert us so that we prepare to conquer and overcome such cruelties of life as young people. In Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39, Romans chapter 8, reading from verse number 35, Apostle Paul says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Look at the kind of things he's talking about there. You will actually see, please, let's get back to that verse. You will see that these are pictures of the kind of pains and challenges that people face in the world. If we can have it in the amplified version. Amplified. Verse number 35, please. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword. Battles of life. But in all this, what we are saying is that we as youths must be victorious. Somebody shout with me, I am more than a conqueror. And that is what we see in the next verses. Let's look at verse number 36. It says, even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse number 37. Yet amid all these things we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Somebody shout, I am more than a conqueror. I am, more than a conqueror. I am victorious, I am victorious. Through, Christ Jesus. through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8, please, we are getting back to the New King James Version. 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, hear this, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So, Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. 
The meaning is, there is no work of the devil that should succeed against you anymore. There is no work of Satan that should succeed against you. Tell your neighbor, no work of Satan shall succeed against you. So in Christ Jesus, we have become victorious. In your journey of life, you will be facing many battles. I mean, that is a fact of life. We all do. But you need to prepare for victory. You need to prepare for victory. The meaning is, you must stand your ground against battles of life. You should never allow any kind of battle of life to sweep you aside in this life. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Somebody shout, I am an overcomer. Say it louder. I am an overcomer. overcomer. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. This is the victory that has overcome Not many youths or not all youths have lived a victorious life. There are many that have been destroyed by the evil one because they didn't know the right things to do when they came face to face with the battles they encountered in the journey of life. But what we are saying is that we all must understand That if we are born of God, we are overcomers of the world. The world in which we are saying there is an abundance of cruelties. Now, let us quickly sample what I'm calling challenges youths face today. Challenges youths face today. What are some of these challenges? I mean, they are so many of them, we are just sampling. We are just sampling for purposes of illustration. Number one, lack of parental care. Lack of parental care manifesting in different ways. This absence of parental care does manifest in varied ways. It is incumbent upon our parents and guardians to take care of us. It is incumbent on our parents and guardians to take care of us. I think we all know that pretty well. But what is true And that's the reality on the ground is that not many of us may be receiving this required care from our parents and guardians. And that has has made many youths to react in a way that has not helped them at the end of the day. Many youths don't react properly to the absence of this care from their parents. That is why some of them have gone into drugs, have gone into casual sex, have gone into all kinds of addiction because they are trying to react to something. My parents are not paying attention to me. They are busy with work and further studies and what have you. They have no time with us. And if I asked, I asked people here to, with a show of hand, to say how many of us are in this kind of situation, I will be seeing hands here. Parents are not giving us attention. 
It's a challenge. Because who doesn't want attention or to be attended to? We all do. Ask my wife. She wants my attention. Everybody, everyone, even in the workplace, you would want your boss to give you some feedback on your performance. We call it continuous coaching and feedback. If it is not coming through, you get frustrated because you are not sure of what is happening. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. This parental care should come in form of our training in the home. Parents need to sit us down and talk to us about life or uh, if there are any things to correct in our lives. And that many times probably does not happen. Care in terms of provision of physical or material supplies because you are still dependent. So you would want parents maybe to, to look at your shoe and say, look, we need to buy you some more. And if that is not coming through, you get frustrated. And sometimes when you present your issue to your parents and guardians, they seem not to prioritize what you are talking about they, because they have their own priorities. And that can be frustrating to those of us that are still under the roof of some parent or guardian. This kind of care should also come in form of your, our parents being good examples to us. Good examples. Unfortunately, some youths come from homes where quarreling between father and mother is the order of the day. It can be very, very frustrating. Instead of growing up in an atmosphere of peace and stability, you are growing up in a very violent environment. And if you don't know the right thing to do, you'll find yourselves into all kinds of unbecoming practices and behaviors. Lack of parental care is a challenge that some youths face in our time. Number two is bad company, or call it wrong association. Bad company, wrong association, is a big disease among young people. And what we are saying today is that we need to exercise victory over such challenges. Bad company. Bad company. Wrong association. I think it is abundantly clear in scripture that he who walks with the wise will be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 20. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Good news translation. Good news. Keep company with the wise and you will become wise. But if you make friends with stupid people, You'll be ruined. If you make friends with stupid people, tell your neighbor, don't be stupid. If you make friends with stupid people, it says you are going to be ruined. And there are so many youths that have been ruined in life. Because of bad company. Many of the unbecoming behaviors among young people are primarily a product of bad association. Now, Apostle Paul put it this way. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 33, if we can uh, keep company with the good news translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 33 says, Do not be fooled. 
Bad companions ruin good character. Bad friends will ruin your good character. Your good character. So many of us have good character, but if we associate wrongly, our good character will be destroyed. Now, let's look at the amplified version. The amplified version of this verse. Do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, in brackets, communion and associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. A loaf of bread that associates with water will never remain the same. Now, hear this. There is no association that leaves you the same way you were. There is no association that leaves you the same way you were. Every association changes you either positively or negatively. Don't joke with association, my friend. Don't joke with association. Don't joke with association. Hallelujah. Bad company. I wouldn't be surprised that maybe somebody here has been a victim of bad company. You were well behaved by something, an evil seed was planted in you, and then you started behaving in a funny, funny way. And maybe your parents have been complaining about you because of bad company, especially those of us that are in colleges and universities. We have to be very careful. We have to be very, very careful. Hallelujah. Number three, challenges young people face in our time. Number one, lack of parental care. Number two, bad company. Number three, bad character. Bad behavior. An acceptable lifestyle. An acceptable lifestyle. And these are many. We can talk about rebelliousness. Rebelliousness is one of them. Where you don't want to listen to the parents. You think your parents are old fashioned. Old fashioned. What are you talking about? Things have changed. Don't talk to me like that as if I'm under 10. Rebelliousness. How about addictions? I'm still talking about bad character here. Examples. Addictions. Addictions in the areas of drunkenness. Addictions in the area of smoking. Masturbation. Pornography. Pornography. Bad manners. Coming home late. Your parents would want you to be home by half past six. But you usually come home around nine, half past nine. As if you are the one paying rent for that house. Can I say this to you? I think sometime in future we'll have a discussion around it on how to live with parents and guardians. But I just want to mention this. That if you are being kept, you know what that means? If you are being kept, you don't keep yourself. You don't have many freedoms. Please take note of that. If you are being kept, either by your parents, your guardians, whoever is keeping you, you are under somebody's roof. You don't have many freedoms. <laughs> you don't. So, for example, chances are that in that house, 
they may not allow you to do certain things that you probably like. Because for you to do that in their house is not acceptable as far as they are concerned. Maybe you may say, oh, I like watching television. I can as well spend the whole night watching TV. That your parents or guardians may not like. So they are most likely going to tell you that you can only watch television here up to this time. Don't argue. Don't fight. Is it your TV? Are you the one paying rent? Okay, if they are living in their own house, did you contribute any brick or paint to the construction of that house? So please, put yourself where you belong. Put yourself where you belong. You know, parents must understand me. They already understand you. That is why they raised you to that age. They understand you. They know you are a difficult boy, so please. Hallelujah. As long as you are living under somebody's roof, you don't have many freedoms. You don't have many freedoms. That's the truth. So if you are leaving your parents' house for some errand, tell your parents or whoever is at home that I've gone out for one, two, three things. And make sure you come within the acceptable time limits. Even where they have not expressly said you must come home this time. But you, you must know. You are old enough to know that coming home at 10 p.m. And you are not coming from church. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. They don't have to say it, but you just have to know it for yourself that that is not acceptable. Hallelujah. Number four. Challenges youth face in our time. Number four. Abuse of ICT facilities and social media outlets. Abuse of ICT facilities and social media outlets. And if there is one addiction some youths here must overcome is addiction to social media, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, YouTube. All those facilities are wonderful facilities. You can use them constructively to build and advance your life as a young person. But, if you are irresponsible, these facilities have capacity to ruin your life. And actually, they are part of association. So when we talk of association, this is part of it. The books you read, the things, the content that you watch, when you have access to these social media outlets, they are all part of your association. And remember, he who associates with wrong people, stupid people, it says he's going to be ruined. He will come to ruin. And there are so many people that have been ruined because of the internet. People have entered into secret cults and societies through the internet. I mean, it is not uncommon in the Western countries for young people to commit suicide because they were being bullied on the internet. Internet bullying can lead to the self-crucifixion of a person. It is happening in the West. It is happening in the West. Oh, this... Young girl has killed herself because somebody was bullying her on the internet. How many have gone into pornography because of the internet? I've had to pray with people who are addicted to that kind of captivity.
Number five, let me call it general lack of discipline. It's a challenge for young people. In discipline. General lack of discipline. General lack of discipline. Examples. Excessive sleeping. Excessive. Why are you sleeping at this time? I'm tired. Tired with what? Those of us that are older than you, we are not tired. What makes you tired at your age? Excessive sleeping. Excessive sleeping. People that have done it all, they are not sleeping. You that have not done anything, you are busy sleeping. How about excessive watching of television? Excessive watching of television. Even if you are watching TBN, we don't expect you to watch it excessively. Is it because it is a, you are watching spiritual programs that you should... No, you have better things to do. You have better... Now, the people you are watching on TV, they have already done it all. They went to school. That is why they are doing what they are doing and you are watching it on TV. So, when are you going to do what you must do for you also to appear on TV? So, excessive watching of television is part of this indiscipline we are talking about. How about excessive chatting with friends? It may not be on social media, but excessive chatting. Every now and then, oh, I'm out of here. You, you, you go to a place and you're going to be there. You can even sleep over. Hey, mommy, I'm not coming. Hey, hey, hey. That's lack of discipline. Because what it means is one day you will leave your husband at home because you want to sleep over somewhere. Because old habits die hard. How about mishandling of courtships or boy-girl relationships? It's a big disease, this one, among youths. Mishandling of courtships or call them boy-girl relationships. And these come in various forms. Number one, you know there are some guys that will be proposing just about everybody in the place. <laughs> this one they propose, and then that one they will propose. Three girls will be proposed in a week. Brother, why are you doing this? I'm testing the waters. I'm testing the waters. I want to see who is going to respond faster. <laughs> because I've told God that I will propose three of them, whoever, I, I will know. The, the one who comes first, then I will know that this is your way. <laughs> then there's this habit of every now and then terminating relationships. You see, an indiscipline. Why did you enter into the relationship in the first place? Why? And if we check the contents of your discussion with that fellow, you will discover you are saying that, I believe the Lord is leading me, and I know. I know. I mean, I'm a man of the spirit in the year of the supernatural, so what? You know. But three months later, you say, no, 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 no. I've been having bad dreams. <laughs> That's indiscipline. It's better to take your time. 
before you propose or indeed accept the proposal. My free advice is that if you have not yet done university education, it is premature for you to enter into a relationship. If you have not yet done what? University education. It is premature for you to be saying, <laughs> Tell your neighbor, take your time, take your time, take your time. Take your time. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. That is why so many young people are confused. And you see, sometimes when you look at the academic performance of young people today, you say, what's going on? You discover much of it. The, the, the fellow is already in a relationship. So the fellow is confused. Because you have to watch up, you have to watch up, and then you have to read your biology, and then you watch up. How can you pass well? How can you pass well? Your attention is scattered. Can I say this to you? At every point in your life, only one thing will be needful. At every point, point in your journey of life only one thing will be needful 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 you have not yet completed university education you've just done form four or some of you are just in first year and you're already looking at a first year of, of, of university. You're already looking at <laughs> When did you mature? When did you mature? That is why you, you, you see them, they are touching each other's breasts, touching each other's buttocks. Touching his other's legs, touching because you don't know how you are not mature enough to handle a girl, to handle a man. You are not mature enough. The way they take pictures. And then you wonder, you ask yourself. Ah, what? Which wedding is this? Because you can only take such pictures at a wedding. After the pastor has pronounced you husband and aunt, but they are like this. Ah, ah, hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. You know what I told our marriage counseling people. I said, I don't want people wedding in this church to be putting pictures on their cards that almost show us that they have been fondling and touching one another. My wife come. How, how can people no, before that. How, how can people that are about to wait be having pictures like this? How? That's not permitted. And then...
to our neighbor, how, 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 how? You know what that means? We have been touching one another and Pastor Banda is about to wed us now. So I will not be around for such kind of a wedding. Such a card, don't even send us such a card. Because some people say, hey, Pastor and Pastor Mrs. Lois Banda. With a card like that, I will tear it. I don't want nonsense. Don't now, if you have been, you know, fornicating, don't even, I mean, don't show the public. Are you not ashamed that you have been fornicating before marriage? Because that's what it means. That you have been fornicating. And it is manifesting on the wedding invitation card. What's wrong with standing like this? Come again. But like this. No. It means that those people are already having tantalizing sex. Before we give them matching orders. It's not allowed. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Is it making sense? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, are you listening? Now, um, how can youths live a victorious life? How can youths live a victorious life? Let me just make a quick listing of these. Number one, work with God and grow in the knowledge of him. Work with God and grow in the knowledge of him. Please understand this, young people. There is no life outside of Christ. Don't be deceived. There is no life outside of Christ. Therefore, never should anybody portray to you that it is a waste of time to walk with Jesus. It isn't. Actually, it is a waste of time to live your life any other way than to live it in Christ. Understand that. Walk with God and grow in the knowledge of him. Now, the meaning is be studious of the word of God. Study the word. Study the word. Acquaint yourself with the scriptures. Have a daily rigid schedule of studying or reading your Bible every day, every now and then. Number two, be prayerful. That's what it means to walk with God. It means you are in the word. Number two, you are in prayers. Number three, engage in fastings too. Engage in fastings. Engage in fastings. These three spiritual exercises are crucially important in your work with God. Reading and applying the word of God. Praying. And then thirdly, engaging in fasting. If you can try once a week, for example, um, it's, it will help you to become very, very solid as a Christian youth. Amen. The meaning is you must be highly spiritual. Tell your neighbor, be highly spiritual. The other thing that will help you to walk with God 
apart from the three that we've mentioned, is your dedication to righteous and holy living. Your dedication to righteous and holy living. Dedication to righteous and holy living. It's very, very important. Very, very important. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 13 to 16. And Genesis 17 and verse number 1. Probably let's add that should be the fifth one. Prayer. The word. Fasting. Righteous living. Number five. Which is also crucially important. Train yourself to live by faith. As a young person. Train yourself to live by faith. Understand faith and live by it. Understand faith and live by it. Now, let's move on here. Number one is working with God and I was showing you how that works. Number two, how can you be victorious in life? Hear this. Number two, have a vision for your life. Have a vision for your life. Put differently, be purpose-driven. Be purpose-driven. Don't just say, I want to get married. Don't just say, I want to acquire a first degree. Why do you want to acquire that first degree? What are you up to? What do you want to achieve in this life? What you want to achieve in this life should inform the kind of tertiary education you should acquire. Have a vision. Now, Joseph understood his vision for life when he was 17 years of age. When he was still a teenager. Genesis 37 verses 5 to 11. He understood his vision of leadership. When he was 17 years of age. When he was 17 years of age. Now, why is it important for you to operate by vision? Now, two points very quickly. Number one, vision engenders discipline. In other words, vision produces, gives birth to discipline. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. We're going to look at several versions. Where there is no revelation, that's vision, the people cast off restraint. Now, lack of vision is one of the major sources of indiscipline among people. To lack vision is to lack discipline. Is to cast off restraint. To lack vision is to cast off restraint. Is to cast off restraint. In other words, vision will restrain you from behaving awkwardly. It will put you under subjection. Number two, you need vision because vision produces endurance. Patience. Vision produces endurance. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 2. It was because Jesus saw the glory that was set before him. That he was able to endure the cross. Verse 2 please. He was able to endure the cross. And to despise the shame. He was able to endure the cross. The hardships of life. Because his soul 
the glory, the joy that was set before him. So you need to have something that you are working towards in life. You need to have something you are working towards. That is why it is advisable, as I said, to take your time when it comes to boy-girl relationships. Because you may find out later that you've, you are hanging out with someone who, who seems not to be going where you're going. And it's very inconveniencing for you to be telling somebody that, please, we will not continue with this. It's very inconveniencing. It's better not to enter into it until you are very clear, you are very sure. And even where you want to enter into a relationship, these are some of the things to find out. Where is this fellow going? If a, a wise young lady and a brother comes to you to propose you for what they are calling marriage, I want you to be my whatever, whatever. In our time, we used to go to PTM and promise to marry and all that. That was the stupidity of that time anyway. But hear this. Find out what is your vision. Huh? What is your vision? Ah, tell me your vision first. No, no, no. You must tell me your vision. I know my vision. Uh, 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 depending on the explanation, you can even before the Holy Ghost confirms. The explanation will confirm whether or not you should consider the proposal. <laughs> Don't hook, hook yourself up to a fellow who seems to have no idea where he's going. That fellow will give you problems now. Now, we'll talk, we'll talk more about relationships at some point. Because that is an important subject for all of us. Hallelujah. So have a vision. Now, maybe let me add third benefit of vision. It engenders commitment to righteous living. It engenders commitment to holy and righteous living. Genesis 39, verses 1 to 15. The story of Joseph. The man Joseph was well disciplined. He refused to sin because he had a greater purpose. I can't mortgage my destiny because of one act of casual sex. No! can't do that. No. When I have a whole future ahead of me. Can I say this to you? Please understand this. Many times, here is, it only takes one moment of compromise for a whole destiny to be ruined. Many times, it only takes one dosage one moment of compromise for a whole destiny to be paralyzed, to be ruined, to be derailed. So please, don't dare. Just be extra careful at all times. The next thing that young people can do to be victorious in life, hear this. Number three, be well disciplined in all that you do. Be well disciplined in all that you do. Discipline. Be well disciplined. In what ways? Number one, have rigid times of prayer and Bible study on daily basis. Have rigid times of prayer and Bible study. Now, let me say this to you. If you want to be very wise as a young person, be in the habit of reading a Bible. Some of the wisest people in this world are Bible readers. 
they get their wisdom from the Bible. Amen? If you want to grow up a wise person, be a fan of the Bible. Read it. Even if you don't understand some things, just read it. It will make you very wise. There is no book in this world greater than this book. And one of the things you have to do right early in your life as a young person is to develop a reading culture. Develop a culture of reading. A culture of reading. I can tell you one thing. Every time you look at a young person who likes reading, you're already looking at someone who will go far in life. I'm telling you that. So I'm encouraging you to embrace the culture, the habit of reading. Read materials that are relevant to your destiny. Read them. Hallelujah. What man of discipline? Learn the art of budgeting and always planning what to do, what you want to do every day. Learn the art of budgeting and always planning what to do every day. Train yourself. To have a things to do list every day. Today, I'm going to do the following things. And at the end of the day, review whether you've been able to achieve what you set out to achieve for that day. For that week, you can even plan for the week and then plan for the month. Most of the diaries have those planners. Weekly planners and monthly planners. So, get hold of a diary. Plan your day. Plan your week. You will find out that you will do much more than what you have been doing. Amen? And I'm saying, I talked about learning the art of budgeting. That's to do with finances. And then always planning what you want to do. Before you do it, plan. Plan. Come up with a plan. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be a things-to-do list, as I said. A, a, a listing of things that you want to do. You become more effective that way. The other thing to do with discipline is that you should not enter into boy-girl relationship prematurely. Avoid entering into boy-girl relationships prematurely prematurely is part of discipline. Number four um, aspect of this discipline for you is that you must fight against peer pressure. Fight against peer pressure. Especially those of us that are in campuses. I remember in our time in college um People enter into relationships just because others have also gone into relationships. So you see, two, 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 and you are the only one. Say, hey, let me also do something. <laughs> and some of them landed in serious problems. Landed in serious problems. Up to now, some of them, their marital destinies were derailed and ruined. Some of us were just looking at them saying, no, our time will come. And when the time came, it really came. And I'm enjoying with my honey there. Quam free marriage. I don't have time to waste. Now, lastly, these are just preliminary discussions on this subject. R lastly, do you want to be victorious? I will tell you one thing. Walk in the fear of God. 
walk in the fear of God. Walk in the fear of God. Now, we, we talked about parental, lack of parental care uh, and parental pressures and what. You see, when you are, okay, before I comment on the fear of God and then I'll sit down. You see, the truth of the matter is, wherever you are living, whether you are living with your biological parents or, uh, or some guardian, You see, the reason why I said, don't mind what is happening in that home, is because you are not going to be in that home forever. Are we together here? So sometimes you want to strain yourself. Hey, daddy, is not, you know, hey, daddy, hey, hey, this, hey, hey, you are not going to be in that house forever, my friend. the best you can get from them is their sponsorship for your education. So that at some appropriate time in future, you will be, you can be independent. That's all. So why can't you endure for now? They want you to come home at six, you are home at six. They want you to wash dishes, what do you do? Wash them. Don't say, I'm the only one wash. Hey, 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 wash. You are the one who must wash. Is it making sense? Are you going to be in that house forever? Don't even look at what they have as your own. No. Get yourself prepared for the kind of future you want. Because by the time you will be settled... As an independent person, there will be new shapes of television. It will not be that box that is in your father's house. <laughs> and maybe there will be no television at all. Because things are changing fast. Oh, daddy, this will be my box. There will be better cars that time. Better cars. Hallelujah. Your number one priority, most of you, is to prepare for your future. Amen? Prepare for your future. Academically. And please, these days, you must have at least university education. At least. I'm talking about a bachelor's degree. That, that should be your bare minimum these days. Who knows, in the next 30 years, bachelor's degree will no longer be relevant. Because people are getting master's degrees. People, so many now are getting PhDs. At 26, people already have PhDs. And you are settling in diplo for diploma in what? Diploma will be useless. Diploma will be useless. So you must strive for at least a bachelor's degree. That's your bare minimum. And before you get it, it is no time to say to Marita yet. So nobody should hang around you for what? Some of the people that say, Mommy, Mommy, I'm failing to sleep. He's the one who is going to abuse you. Hey, hey, you didn't go to school. I want somebody educated. But you said you loved me. Ah, it was that time. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Anyway, I'm saying number four is what? Walk in the fear. Please, I beg you. Don't be afraid of your parents. Fear God. Who must you fear? God. Your parents are not omnipresent. They can only be in one place at one time. One place. So they may not know many of the things you are doing. So if you are afraid of parents, when you go out there away from your parents, you begin to misbehave. But if you fear God, and God is everywhere, his eyes are running to and fro across the earth, then you are going to be protected. Genesis 42, 18. Joseph said, 
I fear God. That is what made him not to have sexual intercourse with Potiphar's wife because he feared God. He feared God. He said, no, I fear God. And the best indicator of the fear of God is your hatred of evil. The best indicator of the fear of God is your hatred of what? Evil. Proverbs 8 and verse number 13. Now, Jesus prospered because of his godly fear. Jesus prospered because of his godly what? Godly fear. He had godly fear. Hebrews 5 and verse number 7. Hebrews 5 and verse number 7. Hebrews 5 and verse number 7, please. Look at that very last line. From last but one, it says, and he was held because of his godly fear. <laughs> I've given you an important secret of victory in life. Godly fear. Fear God. Don't fear man. Don't fear parents. Fear God. And when you do, you're going to live a very, very solid life. Rise on your feet. Bless the Lord, everyone. I'll ask Pastor Ben to come and uh, lead us in one or two prayers. Lift your voice louder for what God has taught you today. These are words of life. These are life-transforming messages. These are messages that will change your destiny. Everyone, lift your voice. Bless God, everyone. Glorify Him. Give Him the praise. Magnify His name tonight, this afternoon, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we bless you. Father, we glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are going to leave, lift your voice to say, Father, give me victory over every bad habit, every sin, everything that does not please you that I want to be free from. Give me that grace to be victorious over that bad habit. Lift your voice and cry out to God. Zupakatia mantele bobo kanta labosa la katalabasia majeketelebosa mantala baba father help me to break away from everything that does not please your God give me the grace to be able to walk with you upright and righteously all the days of my life in the name of Jesus everything that is not of you God I destroyed in the name of Jesus oh God I pray oh God this afternoon. That Lord God Almighty, I shall be free from any power of darkness in the name of Jesus. No horror of Satan indeed will, will have indeed power over my life in the name of Jesus. Ma Santa Labosia, we give you glory, we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. We are prayed. Hallelujah. Uh, Daddy, as I was speaking, he showed us that we need to walk with God, we need to fear God. Amen. So you're going to pray that, Father, this year, help me. When I say this year, it's not just this year, so that 2020 you go back. But beginning this year, amen, help me to work with you and grow in the knowledge of you in all these things, prayer, in reading the Bible, ability to fast, walking in righteousness, that this year I'm going to grow in my spiritual life. Lift your voice and cry to God, Father, help me to work with you and grow in you. All the days of my life, Lord God Almighty, I pray that instead I shall walk with you. I shall walk in righteousness. I shall be with you all the days of my life. I shall walk in fear of you, O God. Just as Christ had godly fear, I shall have godly fear. I shall be led by you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Thank you because you have led me indeed to walk in righteousness. And I shall walk like that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give thanks to God one more time for what you've been uh, ushered with today. The word that you have received. May you celebrate God. Everyone celebrate God. Father, we bless you. We thank you for such a glorious and powerful time that we had in your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, we have thanked him. Hallelujah. May we lift our hands to heaven for a blessing. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he watch over you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May he cause you to be victorious in every way. Victorious over temptations. 
Victorious over peer pressure. Victorious over bad habits. Victorious in your discipline. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you go, may the Lord cause you to be victorious. In your workplaces, be victorious. Where, where you are studying in colleges and in schools, may you be victorious. May your grades be victorious grades. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whosoever came here sick, I announce you are healed. Every ailment that is in your body is leaving you in the name of Jesus. Every oppression of darkness is defeated. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You are protected in your going out and in your coming in. Wherever you are, the enemy shall not outwit you. In the mighty name of Jesus. 2019. 2019. I can't hear any screams. I cannot hear any celebration. It's like I'm talking to the old fellas. 2019. Yes, that sounds like a youth church. The supernatural. The supernatural. The supernatural. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you. See you again here next week. Same time, same place. Hallelujah.